0: y'all are sitting right there in the chair right now, already thinking, the clothes you've got to wash, what you've got to do on your job, already, we're not even there yet, but we're busy, and it slows us down in the church body, it puts God in the for that's what prayer and fasting is about, and so you pick something, you say, I'm here, I'm here prayer fasting, I've been in a Bible church all my life, listen, it's not a Baptist thing, it's not a biblical thing, it's a Bible thing, okay, that's what it's about, I can care less about where you think it's bad tonight. I'm not into that. I'm into seeing people get closer to Jesus. And then, yes, we're bad church, but we're also here to draw people closer in a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's my goal. It's what I'm you to be the shepherd, is to see this church grow, amen, spiritually. If you grow spiritually, you'll grow in numbers, okay? But listen, God wants to do some breakthrough things in our church this year, but so we need to start it off with prayer and fasting. So just... Don't, don't bite off. If you've been to prayer and fast before, don't bite off and do what you choose. All right? Take little steps of faith and start with something small and put it first and go from there, okay? All right. Everybody understand in. Man. That's what a church prayer and fast is all about. So now, let's all stand and we'll go to the Word of God again. i got to get you to trip your legs a little bit. Matthew chapter 14, when God rocks your boat. This is just a word. I think that God wants for our church today is, 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 is our, our church is growing. God's going to do ministry in this, in this church this year and uh, all through the summer. But listen, sometimes God's got to rough our boat to get us up to do something for Amen? We get very comfortable where we're at inside of our boat. I'm going to preach again to his disciples. We're very comfortable. Your boat this morning is where you're comfortable. There's whole churches. Whole boat full of churches that are comfortable being where they're at. Amen. I whether anybody comes in and visits, no, whether anybody gets saved and walks the oh, aisle, they're okay with it. We're going to heaven. We're in the boat. We're comfortable. I couldn't pastor a church like that. Amen. I want mean, because listen, the Holy Spirit is a spirit that moves. Amen. He's new, he's always continuing doing new things. And you got born again, you get a new thing in your heart. And it continues to a new work and a new ministry of our church and in your family. So we get in that boat of life where it's comfortable. Well, I'm saved, my wife's saved, my kids are saved, my family's saved, and whole churches get that in the county where we're all going to heaven, but people in our community are dying and going to hell. Amen. I'm going to rock your boat this morning. Amen. If you don't like to get out of your comfortable in your relationship with Jesus Christ, I promise you. That's okay, I'm here to challenge you, amen? You walk out here to lift, please. that's okay, bring on yours, all right? But listen, God calls us to be children of God, that's where we're at today. Our churches need to look at their taste. Our churches that meet, every Sunday need to look and say, why are we meeting? Amen? What is our call? This every Sunday, and God has taught me to be a pastor and, and to speak God's word, and you need a word today. But God wants you to grow past that word. Amen. He wants to see your family come together as a, as a family unit and grow. And so, anyway, let's read some scriptures. I'm going to go. Mark, Matthew. everybody Anybody there say amen? I know we got a screen, but you need to carry your Bible in the church. Amen. Everybody hold your word up real quick. Oh, that makes the person feel good. Yes, we have a screen, and I love the new technology, and I love the screen. We're going to keep using the new technology, but listen, we always need to carry the word. I might read something wrong. You may say, you know, that's worth it. I have been known to tell you to go to some verse and not show up there with you. Amen. Look in Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 22. It says immediately, now this is right after... A piece of the out. They, 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 they didn't get that miracle. The disciples didn't get it. They, they still wasn't putting their faith in Jesus. And Jesus just said, listen, I've got to go. Be alone with my father. I've got to go pray." About those 12 disciples, this church is driving me crazy. He said, I'm going to the mountain to pray. He says immediately, he put them in a boat. Did so y'all go to the other side? So he puts the disciples in a boat. And Jesus made the disciples get in the boat and go before him to the other side. While he sent the multitudes away, the ones that he just, the 5,000 that he just fed. And when he had sent him, sent the multitudes away, he went from the mountain by himself to pray. Now when the evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves. For the wind was contrary. Now the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, it's a ghost. And they cried out in fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them saying, be of good cheer in his eyes, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it's you, you command me to come with you on that water. All really thought, you know I would really thank you if it's usually a a sermon or, you know, tell a parable. But we he did, come, for you, big signs from God. We're looking for, man, if that green light like, turns red and I get there, then it's all God. And that means I need to turn around. We're always looking for signs. We're always preaching God. And all he's saying every day is just, yeah, you both, come. Just come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to Jesus. And when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid and the beginning to sink. He cried out, said, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and called him and said, oh, little faith, trying to do that. And when they got into the boat, the wind season. <laughs> so that storm was brought on by God. And they got in it ceased. We're putting a lot of stuff on the devil now. You're not going to, is the devil really attacking me? You no, know, maybe God's trying to spur you this morning to get you to get out of your boat. To you get out of your company. We're putting a lot of stuff on the devil. God, we're going through a challenging season right now. God, maybe you can't say nay. It's time to get out of the boat. But at the very end, this is what we're all here for, and may, for those who are in boat, change and worship Him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God, amen? Heavenly Father, we love you this morning. I pray that you reveal yourself to me as the Son of God, amen? Lord, that's what our relationship is about every day, that we realize that, Lord, I I, I need to get out of my boat, but Lord, you show up and do things that that go well past my human abilities. Lord, your word says, nothing's impossible. We'll Father, today show us where we're comfortable at in areas of our lives, Lord, that we need to step out on faith. Lord, you may be rocking some boats in this building this morning. Maybe someone here that's not, never accepted you as a first place neighbor. There may be someone here that, that, that needs a relationship with you. There's some that need to rededicate. There's some that are looking for a church home. There's some that, that need to be close to their family craft in their family. Whatever it is. Or give them each heart that's standing before today, Lord, just walk for boats to draw closer to you Jesus' You know what I'm saying? Amen. You may see it. I read a story this week about a guy that had a black Labrador duck dog, and want, he had about three or four of his buddies coming and going hunting with him at this special duck hunting holder where they always kill wild ducks, and he's going to really impress them with this new dog that he has been training. And so he got his got. I got all his buddies. Got in the he They got daylight. Let's go. I truly believe he wants us to be happy and joyous as Christians. Now, that doesn't mean you're not going to have hard seasons and you're not going to experience death and hard times in your life, like, but listen, God sticks with us closer than his Amen? Don't y'all think the church should be a little bit joyful? I mean, if you come in on Sunday morning, you don't want to be dead here. I'm to be the I haven't done it yet. Church ought to be doing. Church ought to be exciting about ministry. A pastor shouldn't have to get people to do stuff in church and say, hey, we, we need to start this ministry. We need to do this or We need help here. I'm thankful in this church. People come up and say, Brother George, I would love to help out the ministry. Who do I talk to about this? Listen, that's what God's called us to be. That's getting out of our boat. Going to the same old church and say, well, so and so can do it. They've been going to church longer than me. Or here's here's another deal. I've been going to church 40 years. I'm retired. Find that Bible and verse for me. Amen? Well, I've been going along. Now, you may may cut back in areas. You're really older now. You can't do what you used to do. Understandable. Amen? But that don't mean you're blocking God out and you're just coming to... Amen? Thank you. This is not a show that we put on on some morning. It needs to be enjoyable. It's called worship. Amen? It's a place we come and a freedom we have to lift our hands up and thank Jesus for everything that he's blessed us with in our lives. Thank you for my wife, my family. Thank you for my job. Lord, just come today, not because I want something out of church. I'm coming today to kneel down and to praise you for who you are. But the people today are coming to the church to see what can you give me. It's not about what does the church have can they give you and get you Some people pack me up when they go look for a church. They go in there and it's got to be a perfect church. you has got to We've got we to have relationships right with each other. We've got a lot that's the to we got you know, it's all this. Don't, you don't you need to make the Holy Spirit. He'll send you where you need to go. Quit trying to make the church a perfect place. It's not a perfect place. You don't have nothing else perfect in your life. But when you look for a church, it's got to be perfect. Your marriage isn't perfect. Your job's not perfect. You're not perfect. I know it, I just shook up all the of and husbands, but you're not perfect. So there's no perfect church, so the church has got to get back. Listen, if we're gonna get out of the boat and start doing things for Jesus, we gotta figure out why we're here. Why do we have church? Are we here? to meet our own pleasures? Or are we here because Jesus said in Matthew 28, said, Go! Go! You got saved and you're experiencing Jesus. I got people down here on South that is hungry for Jesus if you'll take the time. I got a family up here past Pat Lake Hamilton that is starving for Jesus. But well, we gotta go We can't just sit here every Sunday and have service and and, and let God do preach to me and burp me and clap my mouth and push me out the door. Amen. We're going to get fed. We we have all kinds of Bible studies. We put things out for you to get bad. But listen, sooner or later God says, I created you, I saved you in that boat, but you're not supposed to stay in that boat. That's where the church has fell off. We think once we get people saved and they get baptized in the church, we won! No, we haven't. It's just the God. These people need to learn how to grow up and be more than conquerors and get whooped on all the time. They need to be delivered from stuff. Still, even though you're saved, a lot of us need to be delivered. Amen? And so the church needs to look at it. Can you put that saying up there where I said, about talking about the reality of the church? The real tragedy of the church. The real tragedy is not that churches are dying and they are dying. I mean, everybody in here can sit and look at one church or you know a church right now. When I say, do you know where a dying church is at? Whew, the name's already popped in your head. We know three or four churches that are dying. But listen, the tragedy is it's not that the churches are just dying. They are dying. But the churches have lost the reason to live. Let us never lose the reason for living as a church body. Amen? We are alive in Christ, but we need to learn why we live it. We all have friends sitting here right now that probably need to be sitting in this pew, in this chair. We don't have pews. we got chairs. Church, kind of. I want to hear all this music. I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of hearing it. I'm going to preach you I'm going to keep going on church. If you don't like it, find you on the kitchen. Amen? You say, man, you're mean as long. No, but the church for everybody. There is a church for everybody. I used to think when they come in the door with the family would come in David, and I said, oh, we need to do everything. I used to think they oh they remember they're gonna join and then they wouldn't they wouldn't come back anymore. Why did they fuck this preacher? I, I keep them away. Hey Amen. I travel to for them. And they're going to that church down the road how of my God did that V-A from our soul. Amen. You be dummy. They're not all coming to your church just because you preach and you're music and what you do. I died on the cross. There's a church for everybody. There shouldn't be nobody staying home on Sundays, really. There's a church for everybody. It's not like Arkansas weather. You don't like it now. And you're in the next week. Amen. But there's a church. If you like him, Oh, I, I, I had a person come out here just a few weeks ago. I said, well, I really like the old guy. I, so I was like, thank you if I did to say anything. Everybody you make a sentence like a church. And I, and I knew where they were going. But I said, listen, you know what, two, four, you got down to one unit. They played a old-fashioned music, jumped in with both feet and said, thank you, Jesus. So what I'm saying is, Lighten up a little bit and realize there's a place for everybody, everybody in the body of Christ. I've had people call me and grab them out of churches. Well, what do you think about Wake Point Church up here in town? I tell them, if they're preaching Jesus, you need to go there. They did not do what we do in different things, that's okay. We're not called to bash each other. That's the problem with the church. We're not called to cut you down for what. Be saved. Lives will be changed they will grow That's why we're here to church. And to say, hey, look what Jesus is doing. and is doing. But listen, church, continuing doing in our know, lives in church. You know Amen? I it's not that churches are dying. It's about what the women were living for. Now give us the son, that was all free. You know Amen getting 12? But here is Jesus puts them in a boat. In Matthew chapter 14. See, God created that boat for you. Because we got saved and he put you in that boat and he was comfortable to When you get saved, you need to be in an environment where you're comfortable and people are around you. That's what churches are for. They're here to love you, and encourage you because when you first get saved, you don't know Jesus. Amen? You don't you know an epistle from an apostle. I mean, you don't know nothing. You're a new baby in Christ. And the church is here, listen, church. When, and they're not going to do the you say baby Christ, they're going to talk different to you you've be been in church 40 years. They're going to talk it to you, they're going to make mistakes more than you, but you've got to pick them up and love them. Amen? You say, brother, I know I was there when I was a baby Christ, and I may say, I speak to you not know what I did. Man, I'm saved, but my flesh is still flesh. Whoever them people think when they got saved, they're perfect, you're perfect, your body's perfect, your mind's perfect, your thoughts are perfect. I heard you talking last week. You are perfect. Amen? And so, when a, when a person becomes a baby of Christ, they need to be loved and be encouraged by the church. And help them grow. They're going to fall. They're going to make mistakes. We need to get on our knees. And, here's the problem. The church won't get our knees on their knees and get down with them and get on their knees together. You know, got the they know what they're doing. How they do. Now, talk about raising time. you been going to church 50 years, Same on you. You know that. Hey, Amen? Come out of the right hand side over there. Like, they're Now, if you're a baby time, you're throwing some off, and of the children all you. Mean, you encourage each other. Now, this, this is what's in this boat disciples that Jesus is trying to grow up in the Lord and they're all sitting there let's go to that team in Matthew chapter 14 as they're there at 3 o'clock in the morning and a giant wind comes up and says Jesus made them get the boat he told them to go to the other side he knew the storm was coming God was rocking the boat not the devil God said I want to see how many disciples is going to step out they come to the one that they've seen that's been healing, that's been touching the blind eyes, that's raised Lazarus. I just passed by a thousand yesterday afternoon. Now let's see if they're really going to trust in the one that's saved them. They call me their Lord to save Let's see if they really trust me. And so here they are, man, they're fighting that like, man, you just in a small boat, guys. I mean, so God, I, I, was, I wanted so much to bring a boat into this. I almost called somebody that had a flat bottom boat running in church. But we're gonna do something a little different. It's, it's not a boat, but it'll have to work. I tell you about three guys come here and clean. He has be big enough to chairs. Great, I'll keep you walking. Just shows up at 3 in the morning. Jesus intended to pass them by. Because this is Jesus have been with me Now I'm going on almost three and a half years. They've watched me feed the 5,000, healed, raised the dead. They've seen me speak for things to be the things becoming we come into Now it's time where these guys really when I sit in their boat and watch me do all the miracles because one of these days come up soon. I'm going to be dying on the cross. I'm going to die for his sins. I'm going to resurrect three days later. I'm going back and sitting on the right hand of my Father. But I'm not going to leave them comfortless. I'm going to send them someone else. The third part of the Trinity is going to come down and indwell every believer that the day of Pentecost. From then on, the, men own, the church age He said, from then on, the Holy Spirit will be indwelt in every believer that believes on me and is saved. I don't have to be there holding to their shoulders and saying, Trust me! I could be in heaven, sitting on the right hand of the Father. My Holy Spirit has came down, has anointed them, and them, lived with them. It is called the Comforter. Now he went to the That's what the Holy Spirit is there for, guys. You didn't just get saved and call it the Holy Spirit. It is inside of you. It is called through power You know what diligence means? Oh, I don't think I'm in Greek. Downright. That's what it means. Power. So we as a church and Christians think, oh, we can do nothing for Jesus. You can't on your own, but there's dilemma's power in you that can help you do the things for Jesus that you need to promise. If you can be a better mom, the Holy Spirit will help you be a better mom. But you've got to surrender some things and kneel down and say, I can't do it. Jesus helped. And then he comes in and starts taking over. He starts connecting your dog. But you've got to turn up the loose of the love. Amen? Let's go of the rope. And so Jesus comes up. He wants to see all of this nothing inside. He comes up and as soon as he comes up, Peter's in the grill and at Peter. as soon as he comes there, he comes up just inside and stumbles back and saying, It's a ghost! Peter, look, it's a ghost! Peter's he's just a palim. He's looking out through the fog. You know He says, No, no, that, 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 that's Jesus. Jesus! Is that you? And I mean, the wind, you know, waves are going back and forth, and Peter's still looking, Is that you? And he said, yes, Peter. They never couldn't hear you. And so then he said, Jesus, is that you? If it's you, just tell me to get out of the boat and I'll come to you. And all Jesus' said. Come on. That's all he said. Come on, Peter. Now, stay right there, Peter. If you the boat. You better that, back your seat. Because I love this with Peter. We think just as we get out of the boat, we'll never fail. We think cause we take a step of faith that everything's going to be fine. God is rocking your boat. He was rocking this boat this morning because he was tired as the disciples said, they were about to go to the boat. Amen. Amen. Give us Give minute. Give us Y'all ever get that come upon you every morning of council? I mean, sometimes I get home, and I've had a busy day in ministry and went to a hospital, and the hospital's tired me out, and I'm been here, and I get home, and I want to just jump up and see that couch, open his mouth open. And just swallow and home. Amen? That's the way we get spiritual. We get saved, we're going to heaven, we're staying in our boat. Here's what some churches will do So they don't get out of the boat They'll start saying No, that means music It's not true It's not real music Or they don't preach like they used to They don't use this certain book Or you're not this certain denomination. That's just because they're spiritual lazy They don't want to get out of the boat Amen Oh, I'm hurting some badness hearts this morning. You know, I need get them. But we'll blame it on other people While we don't get out of the boat We'll blame it on preachers you don't get out of the boat this morning. God's rocking your boat. You won't get out. I'm blaming it on the church. I'm blaming it on... We're going to blame it on somebody, but it ain't going to be me. Amen? I do it all the time. I blame mental and hunger, and the whole time God said, man, I want you to turn it back light on, and look in that mirror. Amen? And so Peter got out of the boat, but God brought the storm in to shake him up. You may be going through a challenging season right now, and it may not be of the devil. It may be because you're rebelling against God. I'm just being serious. Because I've been there. Man, I've run from him. But see, here's what the deal is. When we don't get in our boat, we run for God. God has to watch our boats, so and we'll come back to ourselves. Remember the Prophet's son in Luke chapter 15? He said that he came to himself. When did he come to himself? After he was in a pit pen on his knees in the swamp, and he looked eye to eye at the big old forehorn. he said, there's something not right about this picture. He says he came to himself. I am my father's son. I should be at home, sitting at the table with him, eating the finest turkey and fish. And, well, I mean, it would be great, but I'm eating the corn husk and swamp. So Peter finally just, you gotta get you got gotta to the point where you come to yourself, you can't take it no more. I mean, this boat has gotten me a little crowded, Amen. Let's go over to Galilee, guys. Amen. But see, here's what God does. The Holy Spirit at first, this wasn't too bad. This is nice. I love in this boat. Amen. I'll go ahead and finish up my chips and my fish. we got 12 baskets. i got on so I'm, so I'm get some. I hurt no way get. I'm going to sleep. i what do you mean? But at first, when I first got in the boat, it was nice. It was comfortable. I had my friends around me. All my church buddies were all around me. And after a while, then God ready to storm in to rock my boat. All of a sudden, this boat starts to go It didn't feel crowded when I first got saved. Amen? It was nice. But the boat is just all of a sudden feeling a little uncomfortable. Peter's then got up and Peter's, and then, whoa, when somebody takes a step of faith in it, really starts working on me. Amen? There's Peter out there, it's the name of Jesus, but I'm hanging on this boat, you know, I'm sitting in my buddy's lap and it's comfortable. It's a little crowded, but I can, you know, we can manage. Amen? If it gets heavy in the front, I'll come in the back, okay? And I, and I may move all around different places in the boat, amen, trying to get comfy. I mean, I'd say, I, Peter even got up and gave me a strong seat. Let's go. And here's the deal. As chap, God is challenging our hearts. He says, I saved you for that boat. I put you in that boat. But you can't stay when you're not created to be. I didn't create you just to stay in the boat. I didn't die on the cross and rise again, go to my heavenly Father and send down the Holy Spirit to dwell the church for us to sit in the boat. I gave you a gift, you a gift, you a gift, you a gift, you a gift. You a gift. I give the whole church gifts. There's gifts in here for everybody. But you got to, listen, you've got to get tired of, your folks. got to become your prison. Your folks got to feel like you're a prison or you'll ever get out of it. And there's so many people in churches today that are scared to death. My grandma, here, 50 years, he never changed it. We He your 2015, I'm a blood-bought seal, the blood of God. It's time for me to live for Jesus now. Your grandpa's going with the heaven. It's time for us to live. And to reach the people as much and most as to can, with the gospel. How I many of y'all agree with me? Bring up. Amen. Do something. You know, yes, I hope you're going to come from where you're sitting this morning. I know when i leave here. I'm gonna give you a taste and get it some day together. You're gonna to sing one song that you've been singing all of your life, and it's your favorite song. created for God. God's saved you. But there's so much more He wants up in your life. He's showing up every Sunday, He's sitting down hearing me preach. And you know what? Hopefully, I've been doing this for a while, the Holy Spirit's touching you through my preaching and words and, and God's Word through the Psalms through whatever. And you'll leave here car, and you're thinking, wow, I mean, really not even walk in my boat. But as soon as you get to the restaurant, you'll get here. You'll know, he go. Oh, God just ain't knocked your boat all the time. Because once he rocks your boat, you ain't you got to get out of that boat. I've seen it time and time again when I go do the robber's. I go into a little church. And there'll be 30, 40 people there. And out of the 40 people, five on revival and want to see Jesus move and they want to get out of the boat. The other 35, it's just another week. i am being honest, i preach enough revivals I know. And then they call George Ben's a preacher of revival and that really And he ain't the same as the preacher we had the last 15 years. <laughs> Man. if I was like that little preacher, you'd call me Brother Steele. I'm not healed. but do you I'm George for God. That's who I am. If you want me to preach like somebody else, then you need to go to their church. (laughs) Because I'm not healed. God has anointed me and call me. But I went to churches, and I mean, I'll tell you one man that I went to preach for a church one time was on fire for Jesus. I could tell it the first night I preached. James Whitehead you all know he's still on fire, man. And I remember going to that little Baptist church and preaching the Bible there, and old James was still on fire. Every night shake my hand, hug on the whole husband like her, you know? And he would hug me with tears in his eyes. Tears. He'd say, oh, Brother the George, I wish Jesus would at this church and just turn us upside down. I wish the Bible would come in. He was tired of sitting in the boat. And every time he starts to stand up and get out, somebody would call him down. you got to be like us. Don't get out of the boat. you got to wear a suit and tie as a and, and You've got to wear it like this. And you, you can't have tattoos or You've got to be like me. back get in that boat. get boat. And James every night wanted to get up and wanted to do this and see his church and see God move. He, he, he didn't give me a little hot pepper sauce all about this bit. The last night, and I, and I still got it home in one, one of my boxes. He said, Lord oh, George, here's a little thing of hot pepper sauce. Stay on all Jesus. And I put it in my pocket. No more. Because somebody else has a little bottle. His name's James Wakehouse. Because about two years later, lo and behold, who walks into the church? James and only. I mean, he said, What well, do y'all do with that? I mean, I already knew every second time, sick and tired. <laughs> I knew what it was like. they were the they were and I said, James, what do in that church was preaching all about her name, what'd you tell her? And she he said, let's go toward God. And I'm not bragging on me, I'm not bragging on the heal, but when we get out of those, God's presence will be there. I preach in way too many churches, and way too many, it's like a human, human church. Church, Jesus didn't die for that. He died for us at Wiley. Lives change and all of us live in the world. Listen, you are to excited. If you're in this church and you working in a ministry, over a ministry, you should be excited about your ministry. But not just excited about your ministry, you are being excited for Brother So-and-so and Miss So-and-so and this so-and-so. Their ministry, too. Because we're not this is church. It's not about this one and this one, it's all of them together and mix up this church. Hey Amen. Just because you're not in that ministry don't mean you're not part of it. What do you mean? Do you pray it? lifting them up? It's a sick one for you. Do. Amen. It makes you good stuff in the church. How's was about to tell you. See, here's the deal. When you get out of the boat, the Holy Spirit starts renewing your mind. See, Romans 12, 1-2 says, do you not conform, but transformed by the renewing of your mind. It doesn't matter wherever it's going to start, it's going to start in your mind. Amen. I know mine, the terrible thing to want, but really, it's got to start in you. You make a decision in your mind. You came to church this morning because you called it. And then, it was a thought. Jesse may have called you all but You still came, first burst in the Your mind makes up this, it's mind, spirit, and the soul. Love the Lord God with all things, but He says, You got your body, you got your soul, your emotions, your thinking, your mind, you have all that. And so for God to get you out of the boat this morning, Just whatever way you're thinking, that's the direction you're going to go. If you think you're no good, can't teach, and if God can't teach me, it's a deal, I can't do this. Well, all you're doing is make excuses to yourself. I used to think more than other people what they thought of me was what you It ain't. It's what I think of myself. I used to think, well, because they think about my preaching this way, they don't like me wasn't them people thinking about me, it was George. That's what I think about. When you stand in the mirror, you've got the Holy Spirit living inside of you. As a born-again child of God, you can do anything through Christ and strengthen Jesus. Amen? Quit letting the devil walk on your home, your job, and your heart. change your faith. Like, man, you've got to change your faith. Change, that's what it means. You, your mind. And he said in that verse, the he's talking about church people. So church people got the wrong faith. Amen? There's like a lot of church people with the wrong faith. How I many of y'all believe that your God gave you a gift to be someone? Be honest. Tell me what the devil thinks. How about y'all bring it back? I'll leave y'all house and I want you to raise your hands. right and raise But it all starts in our know, I think. It all started with Peter sitting there saying, you know what? I don't think you're going to go to this Jesus. If it's truly him calling me, Actually, should it started right here in the head. Someone's a man takes. So he's there. So to me, it makes his heart so easy. To me, i be. To me, I love you. To me, I'll be. To me, I'll see. And there's a lot of people. And all they're doing, when people are down on the boat. you got know, a lot of the church over here saying, sit back down. We didn't tell you to get out. It's, you got to go where we go. As I got new folks, you're waiting somebody else to get out of the boat? You need to do what God is calling you to do today. You need to respond because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you. When I came here as a pastor, I wanted to do what God was leading me to do. I knew there was history at the place of Him. I knew we had traditions all this other mixed stuff. knew God couldn't do a work at Pleasant Hill until we started getting from the boat and doing something new. Because we always do what you always you'll always be. That's that's our motto here. You will always do what you always do you'll always be what you always do. You want to be more than Jesus moment In your vision this morning for this year I mean, I'm about through, I know. I know, I'm going through here. Hang on. Hang with me. This year, 2015, your vision for your walk with Christ has got to be bigger than past years and, and last year's years. Amen. And I love this, I've used this many times, but how many of y'all have to church did you know How many drove church? Drove or drove the church? Y'all saw me wearing me. I not go and leave you. y'all, whenever you rode or you drove, you know what y'all were looking at when y'all come to Pleasant Hill this morning? You was looking to a big old six, four by six piece of glass. The and then, when you drove here, you was talking to each other. You didn't pay attention, but you didn't pay attention to glass, you two of the go to the two of you two the sign, of put the two of you turned of the you the the two of you to of the two of you two of the two of the the two the two you and put the door doors open everybody's working this time. Took their windshield out know, and replaced it with a 30 year mirror. It may not be easy, there'll still be dots, there'll still be there'll still be barriers. But you gotta surrender, you've got to give it to Jesus. A lot of us say that. And that's real good religious talk. What's good at I surrender it all to Jesus? And you're gonna wear your little head off tomorrow on, one. You may give, give it to me. Amen. it's like having a bell on a big old extended 20-foot rope, and you start leaning that bell, and as long as you hold on that rope, that bell's going to continue to ring. The way that bell's going to stop ringing, guys, is going go. I mean, it's here. A lot of us stuff.